This is JFM Podcast. Beautiful morning to you then. Thank you so much for choosing J101.9 FM. You're on to the show. Let's talk. It is the fifth day of June 2023. Another beautiful day to look into other things. Normally, we will begin the Monday morning with politics, but hey, it's a good day to talk about our environment and see how we can be better people for our environment and make sure that our environment is conducive for all of us to live in it. So welcome to the morning, Jay. My name is Abigail Seaman. Good morning, and I'm not alone. I'm joined by Mika Misi. Mika, a lovely morning to you. Good morning, Abigail. Good morning to our listeners. It's a beautiful Monday morning. It's World Environment Day. And um, for those people who are very conscious of the environment, if you've ever been in the conversations around um, environment, you know, you obviously have heard of climate change and how the world is melting and ice caps are melting and sea levels are rising. But a lot of times when we talk about environment and climate change, we often forget that we are the reasons for this. So today on the show, we're talking about what environment day, the things that we as a people can do, the things that the governments can do, and how we as a people, every single one of us can contribute to reducing the number of plastic waste. Every single time you pass every major road in the city, you would see heaps of plastic waste, whether it's you know, our usual plastics or, you know, or nylons, like they call them from newspapers. It's everywhere. And more often than not, we forget that these wastes are detrimental to our health. On the show today, we're having those conversations and seeing you know, the ways we can do them and how, starting from the state level, we can put measures to ensure that plastic waste especially is reduced because... Um, the, the research shows that plastic waste is becoming a menace. I, I, I don't know if any of you watched, um, I think it was Aquaman. Yes. yes. It was Aquaman where, you know, they had, you know, they were fighting because of plastic waste and all of that. Oh, the sea were contaminated with too much waste. And that is a typical example of how deadly plastic waste can be. Good morning, people. And before we begin the conversation, this one is some of the stories you're following at the hour. Subsidy, NLC shuns federal government meeting, electricity workers back strike. Now, the Nigerian Labour Congress on Sunday yesterday, which was yesterday, shunned a meeting called by the federal government to discuss the subsidy removal and the attendant hike in fuel pump prices across the country. Now, the union insisted that it would not hold any dialogue with the government representatives unless a legitimate team was set up. However, the trade union congress officials attended the meeting, which was a follow-up to the talks held with the NLC at the presidential villa Abuja last week, which ended in a deadlock. Now, this is as the electricity workers vowed to join the strike and plunge the nation into a blackout in protest against the removal of fuel subsidy by the Bola Tinibu administration. The national treasurer of the NLC, Hakim Ambali, confirmed the decision of the union to boycott the meeting, which was a follow-up to the Wednesday meeting on the removal of subsidy. And during the meeting attended by the governor of the Central Bank of Nigeria, Godwin Emefile, uh, managing director of Nigeria National Petroleum Corporation Limited, uh, Milik Yari, Dele Alake, and others, the NLC had insisted on the reversal of the fuel pump price pegged at between 488 naira and 540 naira. Now, following the breakdown of talks, um, the Congress resolved at its next meeting held on Friday to embark 
on a nationwide strike. And also right here, another story that we are following at the hour. Earnings from electricity exports fall by 27%, and this is coming from the CBN. Data from the Central Bank of Nigeria showed the value of Nigeria's electricity export was of um, $213.66 million in 2021, but dropped to $155.56 million, I beg your pardon, in 2022. Now, this represents a 27% drop in earnings from crude oil exports. It also means Nigeria made $369.22 million in two years from exporting its electricity. Now, in August last year, the managing director of TCN, Suli Abdulaziz, noted that Nigeria has been exporting electricity, and this provides an avenue to end more foreign exchange for national development. He said, and I quote, Nigeria through TCN had been exporting electricity to Niger, Benin, I beg your pardon, and Togo on the country-to-country agreement. However, Nigeria's consistently suffered the collapse of its national grid, which affected which have further affected electricity output in 2022. Those are some of the stories we are following at this hour. And just for us to begin the conversation this morning, we're joined this morning by Salawu Promise, who is um, a worker with Telephone Nigeria and also the project officer at EES and Advocacy, who is passionate about environment and sustainability sustainability, I beg your pardon, youth development and communication transformation. And he has also represented Nigerian grassroots communities in several UN summits on climate change and is an advocate for climate justice and action. A lovely morning to you, Mr. Salaru. Promise. Good morning. Good to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you here. Away from politics, like I said earlier, we've always, we always talk about politics, good governance and all of that, but we cannot be in a country where we do not have um, our environment stable enough. We're going to come down with diseases and all of that. So I just wanted to ask you one personal question. How important or how vital is it for us to care for our environment? Thank you so much. Um, I think it's one of the most important things that um, we have taken for granted for so long. Um, I, I keep asking people, is there any other place you can leave apart from the planet Earth? Mm. Do we have any other space that is suitable for human life Mm. um, apart from where we are, apart from where we can see ourselves today? There's no other place. And that's why we we say that it's only one we have. We have just one Earth. Um, And so if you travel to the UK, you travel to the US, it's still one earth. Exactly. Uh, it's still one sky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's not two skies, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's still one place. And, and so if this is all we have, then it means it's important. If, um, if the earth begins to degrade and die, it also means we begin to degrade Degrade and and die. die. Exactly. It's, it's just a simple logic. And so for some of us, we think that it may be, it may be far from, um, many people at the grassroots, we may not see it as something urgent like COVID Mm. where people were dropping dead, right? Even in Nigeria, people did not believe COVID was such a serious issue, right? But because it's, it's effect is not as instant as COVID or as HIV back then. So people think it's not important or it's not a serious matter. Mm. And for some older people, they will tell you, well, 
whatever will happen will happen after I'm dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you so know, why they really do not care. Yeah. So why why stress about this issue as though it's a matter of life and death? Actually, it is. Is, there, it is, it, is it a matter, matter of life and death? I ask this question because there have been a lot of controversies around legitimacy of climate change. Remember, if you are in international news, Donald Trump was heavy against. Yeah. This yeah. is just a sham. Yo, yeah. there's no climate change. Now is climate change real or is it a figment of our imagination? A lot of people say mm-hmm. that climate change is the West trying so hard to box people into doing things that they want to do. For those of us in Africa, is climate change real? It is real. It is real. And um, we're in this studio right now in Just City. And if you've been just for 15 years or 10 years or 20 years, you will know that something has changed about the weather in Jos. True. We never used to need ACs, <laughs> but we now need ACs. I remember 2001, 2002, the, 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 the temperature went as low as 2 degrees in Jos. I'm not kidding you. When last can you remember it went as low as 5 degrees? can't. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Yes. So it's real. So are, are we doing something to cause that change? Are we, are we, are we humans, are we doing something that is making us experience climate change as, as, as it is right now? Because I know by this time, years ago, you probably be wearing uh, Eskimo jackets exactly. and all of that. But right exactly. now, it, the heat is intense. We're wearing t-shirts. We're wearing t-shirts <laughs> and we're just, we're just here and we're wondering what is going on. Are we, do, are we part of the problem? Are we doing something to cause this? To be fair on Africans and Nigerians, mm. we're not the problem. So who, who is the problem? We're what not is the problem? exactly the problem. The problem is in the Western world. That's where the big problem is. What we call industrialization today is as a result of the discovery of, of, uh, of, of crude oil, mm. of fossil fuel. Okay. Everything around the industrialization age came from that thing called crude oil. So we began to make machines, right? Yes. Our industries began to run on those same machines. Where we began to export coal. Uh, we began to... A lot of these things generate what we know as carbon, greenhouse gases. Yes. That are, of course, the reason why we have climate change, yeah. right? Yes. To cut the long story short. Mm. Now, because we've had a long and extended years of continuous use of this fossil fuel, we have come to this point. So is Africa or Nigeria part of the people causing the problem? No, not really. We are, we, we are just about 3%. We contribute just about 3%. I wanted to, to ask what's the percentage. Exactly. We, 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 we contribute just about 3%. 3% yeah. Now, the challenge is that if Africa must develop as other European countries right, yes. have developed, there is a logic that we are also going to follow in the same path as the other people, as as the the other people did. Mm. And truth be told, will be worse for it. So th- the logic is that if we must deal with the issue of climate change, right, mm. then globally we must agree that there's a problem with our use of fossil fuel, first of all. Okay. And when we agree that there's a problem with the use of fossil fuel, which has been proven to be the reason for climate change, yeah. cutting down the use of fossil fuel will grant us access into dealing with the issue of climate change. But you see, because Africa is not developed yet and is looking forward to being developed, mm. then there's now a contention of Africa 
can you already start reducing at the moment at the moment funny thing um i'd like to ask a question you talked about industrialization and the biggest question when it comes to industrialization obviously the tenets of industrialization is capitalism yeah there are many people who say capitalism in the present world is a seven-headed demon that cannot be dealt with you Mm. share short sentiments that to evolve as people would have to find a different economic ideology secondly if mm. the earth is designed to be self-sustaining why are we scared that it can't sustain itself anymore i think it's i'll start with your second question i, I think it's obvious that it can no longer sustain itself um and part of the reason is it's quite logical and it's proven scientifically that part of it's in fact carbon is important in the atmosphere yes it's important carbon is important in the atmosphere from science, I'm not a science student, but I mean, from science, we know that the trees absorb carbon, isn't it? Yes. It does absorb carbon. Mm. And it gives us oxygen. oxygen. So it's, it's a balance of both oxygen and mm. carbon in the air. Yes. What is happening is that we have more carbon in the air than the available vegetation can absorb. Okay. That, that's what's happening globally, mm. right? Mm. Now, because of that, there is now need to cut down on the emission of carbon. Does it not make sense? Yes. Because, of course, if what we have as, um, as the absorbance of carbon yeah. is no longer sustainable, it means that we are overproducing carbon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we definitely so, are. So that means that we need to cut it down. So that's the logic behind the fact that the earth cannot really, by itself, restore itself with the current with the current exploration, with the current levels of emission. Okay. Second question. Your first question. First question, rather. Capitalism. I, it's, it's tough for me to say. But in my little experience, what I've seen happen is that it's very difficult for, um, for people with the kind of resources that runs the world mm-hmm. to give up their resources for the sake of what we call climate change today. I don't know if you understand that. I'll, I'll read you, I'll read you a, a stat that I saw about continuing the, with the conversation. Because, because the problem is, take for example Nigeria. Nigeria is a super oil-producing country. Mm. Um, there was a time in the legislation that someone said, let's just start accepting electric cars in Nigeria. And part of what was said is, but why an oil-producing com- country how can we <laughs> how can we say that we will start um with electric cars because we're an oil producing car. it doesn't make sense yes. right yeah like you're selling something and using it it's like you're selling something and then you're not using it right yeah. so the problem is that the resources and the custodians of the resources that has to do with oil will not just easily give it up simply because of a climate problem which is a problem in itself. It means that, it then means that the economic system we are running is such that it's detrimental to not just our environment, but to human beings. It means that we are, and that's why Tiafon, take for example, talks about the issue of restorative economy. And the idea of restorative economy is to say that we must give a playing ground where both nature and human beings can both thrive 
without destroying any of them is it possible it is i ask because well a lot of times i don't know if, i know i know we, we see companies where when you submit your annual financial reports they ask for what you're doing for climate i can't i'm trying to look for the word you know your climate your inclusion level your diversity your climate yeah. all of those things your emission level emission level the esr yeah now in a country like ours nigeria <laughs> specifically let's come down to this place yeah do we have a, not just i don't i don't i, don't, I again i don't like to, i don't talk i don't talk about laws a lot because the laws are there do we have enough systems to check that companies especially the multinational companies oh. are doing enough in their climate emissions because look at the um, you know lagos i don't i don't know the numbers but the amount of greenhouse gas emitted in lagos every day the amount of you know pollution from air to water to land is massive because of the initialization happened there are we doing enough as a nation to checkmate these things or like they often say are we letting everything mm. as of 2020 nigeria was fourth in air pollution globally fourth in air pollution and i think it's painful that we don't even know how bad it is mm. that quite a number of people um are sick not because they should be sick <laughs> but just the, the, because the of the environmental conditions yes. right yes i think that the systems in nigeria um and when we talk about nigeria nigeria is large um the systems in nigeria does not allow for um effective monitoring mm -hmm. and implementation of the already existing policies and laws in the country that's the first problem i think the bigger part of the problem is at the national level there are quite a lot of you know policies and regulations Obviously. that are not even in the plan of the states to domesticate so let me give you an example we have what is called the ndc's the ndc's are nationally determined contribution for every country that is part of the paris agreement which is an extension of the UN Climate Summit, you know, yes. um, UN Climate Change Summit. Now, what happens every year is that Nigeria puts down details. We, we know how to put down details on paper. What will happen? Mm -hmm. What Nigeria is going to contribute, right? So, so there's no climate change. To, yes. Yeah. To, you know, <laughs> the, what happens is that in the whole of the country, it's mm. only at the national level. I wanted to read a stat for you quickly before, before we before you continue on that one. I saw it um, and I will just read it out. So, in the view of the hazard and other environmental effects caused by climate change in the lives of citizens, government allocated the sum of two billion one hundred and seventy-five million three hundred and seventy-seven thousand three hundred and seventeen naira only representing 3.30% of the total capital budget to mitigate the effect. Now, some of the projects and programs and marks to execute include the following. Climate Change State Program, which is about 400 million naira. Agroclimate Resilience in Semi-ARID Landscape, which is about 300 million. Procurement of 40 um, Dino Beans, which is about 20.6 million naira. And then Green Growth for Ministry of Environment, around 60 million naira. You, wow. see, you, see, you see the numbers. We can see the numbers. How? Let me ask this question very lamely. Um, Nigeria, here is our problem, right? 
We know how to write beautiful things on paper. It's almost like we're good writers. We know how to do that very well and beautifully well. Yes, Amy can attest to that. He's a, he's a fantastic writer. We know how to do that well. You are seeing the numbers. Has this really even cost anything when it comes to the effectiveness of these things written on paper? This is what we're going to do. 40 number, uh, Dino Beans, and all of that. Uh, permits me to use it. It's all, you know, it's grandeur, nice. They should pop a confetti for that one. What, has it been effective? Has it been implemented? Do we see this implemented when it comes to our environment as of today? I think we, we all live in the country, right? <laughs> we all, the, are, li- we the, all the, are living in the, the country. The reality smacks of hard <laughs> yeah, in face. It's, it's like, um, oh my God. So it's very difficult for me um, to be able to, particularly for these statistics um, or these figures. Yeah. Uh, because um, when you look at the reality on ground, then you ask yourself, how much of this can you actually say is happening? Mm-hmm. And are there transparent measures or tools to show oh, mm. that it's actually happening? happening. That, that's what disturbs me, right? And then beyond that is the fact that are these really what we need in the immediate to the moment, take yes. care of the issues? Mm. Because when we talk about waste management, take for example, it's a big pro- It's not just in Nigeria. It's a big, big problem, problem globally. Mm. Now, there is nowhere in the world where you will effectively have waste managed without a strong political will. Mm. It's not possible. Nowhere in the world. It's a strong political will that gives birth to an environment where it is possible for waste to be sustainably managed. And I'm telling you this because it's, it's not just about the government giving the laws. It's about the government creating the environment for that. for that to happen. See JAWS, for example. JAWS is it's so pathetic to see what's happening in the city of JAWS. But if, again, this is my, this is my question comes from two angles. For JAWS and it's, you know, recent, I don't know if it's recent, but I'm new here. So I'll say recent, you know, waste management crisis. It's often known that when there's increasing population, of course, there's increasing, increasing waste, waste, ideally. Yeah. And if the government has no data for how much population has increased, obviously has no data for how much waste has increased. It means that the management process system doesn't change. Yeah. First question, how do we manage it as a people? What mm. are the things everyday Nigeria and everyday person listening to us can do to manage especially plastic wastes. Yeah. We have 1.25 million tons in Nigeria every year. Every we are like number nine in the world. We, yeah. we, are, we are plastic, you yeah. know, yeah. we are king of plastic, yes. plastic waste. Yes. We use plastic a lot. Yes. How do we, everyday persons, how do we ensure that these numbers are so much reduced? While we wait for the government to do mm. their end of the deal, mm. what do we do? I think this is a tough part. Mm. Um, behavioral change is very difficult. Very. <laughs> behavioral change is very yeah. difficult. Um, and personally, I've had to do it in my own life. Because I cannot be talking about plastic waste. And I'm doing exactly what every other person is doing. Mm. So what I do in my house is I have two waste bins. Ideally. Ideally, one for recycling yeah, and the other. One for recycling and the other one for bio-waste. We must learn... And we must know, first of all, that our waste is our responsibility. It's your responsibility. 
you generated the waste. Didn't you generate the waste? Yes, I did. <laughs> I did it, you you did. went to the market, you bought something, and they gave you in a pack, right? Mm. And it's a plastic pack. And you collected it. And you went back home, or before you even got home, you disposed of it on the road. It mm. is your responsibility. Mm. It's not the responsibility of the government at that particular point. It is your responsibility because you purchased it. Right? Yes. We must learn that it is first of all our responsibility. And it's part of stewardship to be able to um, use something. And when you no longer need or have a need for it, know how to properly dispose of it. So that it does not become a menace. I'm talking from perspective of individuals now. Okay. Yeah. Secondly, one of the ways we can actually reduce it is to actually refuse it. How? How do we refuse it? Yeah. So when I go to the market, sometimes I don't collect plastic bags. What do you collect? I take the item. If it's a small item, I take the item in my hand. Yes. <laughs> That's the price I have to pay. In Nigeria, you need to so, do that. So for example, now I go and buy. Let me give an example. Yeah. I went to buy. What's the simple thing? This time I, I bought a ball of yam. Yeah. And the guy was putting it in the nylon for me. I'm like, no, I want it in my hand. He if, if ties see, it by a rope. You see now. Ha. ha. Part of the thing is that uh, uh, did you plan my rep? Oh my rep will go down. Did you plan to buy the yam? Yes, I did. Oh, so, so you, you mean that you plan to buy the yam? Yes. Do you know that abroad you don't actually buy things, right? Okay. And then you have an expectation to get a package with it. You pay for the package. About Nigeria. Do you know that you pay for the package? You know why? Why? Because you are only buying the item. What has happened in this country is that we have allowed plastic bags to become a normal thing. It's not supposed to be normal. Mm-hmm. So, in my own opinion, when you are going to buy a tuba of yam, why don't you go with your own pack? What if I forget my pack at home? You see, it, it is because it is allowed. Take, for example, in Nairobi. You, yeah. cannot, you cannot be carrying plastic bags around. At the airport, they are going to remove your plastic bags and drop it. You don't take it into their country you know why why because it is banned so if, if we put such measures in place in a country like nigeria will we be able to cause that cause the effect the change will we be able to see those changes that's why i started with behavioral change mm. it's tough but it will happen mm. it, i mean when road safety started with put on your seatbelt put on your seatbelt oh, yes. put on your seatbelt <laughs> yeah what happened don't answer phone calls while driving don't answer phone calls while driving. What happened is that it was tough in the beginning, but we got used to it. Some Sorry. of us now enter our car and just unconsciously just strap yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Many of us now know when we are driving, you try your best not to answer calls. Yeah. Because you know there are repercussions, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It will take time. It will be hard initially. It will be tough initially. But it is possible. And the reason why it is important is because our lives depend on it mm. I, I don't know if i'm making sense you to are, you. our you life make, depends on it the level at which we are going right now it is very difficult for i i know it goes beyond it goes beyond what we see so I, I was in a taxi and the driver just drank from a bottle and threw it i'm like i'm here because he knows so i'm like i'm here and I, okay, I still know that you are older than me. I will ask you to go and pick it up. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. Then you say, hey, but um, by the time I come back now, it won't be here. 
And see, do you know why? It's two reasons why it will not be there. Is it that the wind has carried it somewhere else yeah. or someone picked it up? Or even if the wind carries it, do you know where it ends up? Where does that plastic end up? So that's why we have our, our drainage systems clogged. Your drainage systems will be full. Mm. And then when rain comes, what happens? Flood. 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 Then, then if your drainage systems are not full, and perhaps it got a way to get out, because you know water must have its own path, right? Yes. yes. Where does it end up? Bottom of the sea. Yeah. I then mean, what happens? Contaminates the con- water. Contaminates the water. Then we what have our livestock that I need. Thank you. Mm. Because what happens at the end of the day, after a hundred years, is that it breaks down into smaller particles that fishes and all animals it in the sea easy. are able to consume. Mm. Then you eat the and fish. ladies and gentlemen, it's been proven that a lot of times we are eating a lot of this chemical content in those plastics in our fishes, in almost all. In fact, right now, they say half of the animals we rear in Africa consume plastic. Um, my, my, my question moving forward, like you said, behavioral changes is important. Even though there are arguments as to which come first, behavioral change first, or the, um, the things to propel behavioral change. For example, put plastic, you know, disposals at public places. This conversation would always, you know, come. But in renewing, they call it renewable energy, which for me is a very funny, it's a very funny word because I don't. Again, this is my personal sentiment from research. You're allowed to have it. <laughs> renewable energy has been the talk of town. Everybody talks about renewable energy. Nigeria, obviously, you know, has talked about renewable energy. Is it possible for us to have renewable energy in today's world? Is it? It sounds more like an academic idea mm. than a reality. Right. Because <laughs> even in the countries that are at the forefront of renewable energy, fossil fuels still rules them. Yeah. Can we, as a country, can we say that renewable energy is possible in the real sense of it? Again, the question is, even in the renewable energy process, whether it's solar or wind, mm. it still produces pollution. The machines used, the production of those machines still produce pollution. So, is renewable energy a thing that is possible? Or is it just an ac- academic idea that has been pushed so much that doesn't really have a tenable you know, um, implementation okay. in today's world? So, um, before we jump into renewable energy, the, the reality of behavioral change is that it's possible. Um, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, obviously. We, we need to move beyond talking about it to creating systems that allow it to happen. True. Right? Um, we need to talk to ourselves as a people. We need to change the way we think about waste. When waste is separated, it's valuable. When waste is separated, it's valuable. We need to begin to think about it like that. We need to hold ourselves responsible for it and be deliberate about doing something about it. Renewable energy. So we have a project in Yola, and just recently we've been able to install some panels in about three schools, secondary schools, um, they are boarding schools and they hardly have access to power. Mm. And that has automatically changed everything for those students. Because now what has happened is that at night, 
they have access to power to read. Okay. They now have access to power to read. Yeah. And let me shock you. What we did, there was an already existing solar system that crashed. So what we simply did was to restore it. We didn't even have to buy. I'm telling you from what has happened. I'm talking about this year. Yes. We, we did not have to buy. You restored it. We just restored it. Was it cheap? Now, I'm coming there. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that the ideology, right, that renewable energy is not real <clears throat> and cannot solve the problem, is not true. Okay. It does solve the problem. It's expensive, yes. Initial cost is expensive, right? Yes. Um, and technology is improving yes, they to it. make it cheaper. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, when solar panels came out, they came out as 20 watts. Yes. <laughs> 20 watts, big, 20 watts, watts. big for nothing, right? Yes. Yes. And it's expensive. But now you can, get, you can get as high as 500 watts, 200 watts, and they are affordable, right? And quite portable too. And ask. quite portable too. But the major point I'm trying to make is that renewable energy is actually an answer, right, to the power problems in places like Africa, in places like Nigeria. One of the greatest problems we have in Nigeria is the central power system we have, the national grid, Mm. which we know collapse at will. (laughs) Exactly, collapse. Exactly. Many times... I, I know it baffles me. Once rain starts falling, do you notice that it just takes light? Yes. We, we were discussing it. There's no synergy between electricity and the rain. I, I cannot understand. I thought it was electricity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's not go there. <laughs> but, but the point I'm trying to make is that the, the national grid is overloaded. One of the effective ways of making sure that a larger population of Nigerians have access to power is to do mini grids and those mini grids are possible with renewable energy now here's my question yeah they are possible yes yes the good part of it's making available power to places where power normally wouldn't get to two questions in the process of designing these grids whatever mental impact does it have one two financially how cheap is it to have renewable energy in these places and that's why we we need to go back to the first issue which is political will um we they just removed subsidy and now everybody that owned a generator thinks twice yes you're not going to say generator now <laughs> you, you, twice. You, 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 can't, you can't watch history every, every time oh you just I, you, you see, sleep in darkness exactly if you want. so and, and for me right that's why i was not particularly angry about it it's terrible it's not comfortable mm. but it's forcing us to search for alternatives they may not be cheap initially but they become cheap in the long run okay now i started by saying political will i believe very strongly that whatever the government wants to make happen they can make happen okay. and part of what i have always asked for from the government is how do you make issues around renewable energy more affordable to the ordinary nigerian how can they do that how can they do that one of the ways is by encouraging people who trade in these items to have access to the items and access to importation at a lower vat or at a lower tax rate that makes it easy for people to want to actually bring in solar panels we don't produce them in nigeria Mm. Right? Is it cheap? Is it, again, I'm, I'm asking from an economic point of view. 
Which is cheaper? Two. Renewable energy or what you already have right now? Ah, okay. So when you talk about cheaper, you see, and that's financially. Uh-huh, financially, it may be cheaper to have it may be cheaper to have the fossil fuel because exactly. it's a natural resource. Exactly. Of course, it's a natural resource. But when you now look at the impact that fossil fuel brings... The direct impact of fossil fuel, we know. Yeah. But there's also a direct impact of renewable energy. Like I said before, in the production of these panels, the environmental impact they have... I, I remember a study um, that was... I can't remember which study exactly that was done on you know the creation of the production of fossil um, you know, of solar panels and how it's immensely affected the environment. So if we go okay. back in time, the value chain, the beginning of the value chain for renewable energy, it also has environmental impact. Yeah, so, so people have even argued that um, the wind turbines that installed in many places yes. have also huge environmental impact. Yes, there's biodiversity problems there. Exactly. But I think the reality is that we cannot, we cannot say that we are going to solve the problem of climate change, of course, without setting um, issues as we are raising right now. Um, I think that I think that the focus of of renewable energy is to improve the technology to the point where we have zero emission right from the point of production. All is the it way. possible? Are we not creating more problems? No, I think I think it is possible. Okay, I think it is possible. Part of where I have a problem, right, is the fact that we are unable, we are unable to encourage innovations, right? Okay. We are unable to encourage innovations to the point where we can have um, local um, technologies that mm-hmm. create alternative to what we know today as renewable energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't believe that it's not possible for us to have alternative power. One of the biggest problems of renewable energy is the battery. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> One of the biggest problems of renewable energy is the batteries. It's actually batteries. So it's the batteries, right? But is it possible, really, to have an alternative to it? We don't know yet, but it is possible. I believe it's possible. But in, in, in the process of getting those alternatives, it means we have to suffer the environmental consequences. For in the meantime. So how sure are we that we will get there? If we have gotten this far, let, let, let's, let's make projections like, <laughs> like, like the Nigerian government. You know, they, we are always making projections. We make projections. So this is what will happen in the next, let's say, um, decades from mm. now and all of that. But um, I will, finally, before we open the phone lines, is it can we achieve a zero plastic or zero waste pollution in this country as we speak? Even though you spoke about behavioral change and all of that, are we ever going to get to that point where we can achieve that or that is achievable? Yes. How? Yeah, we've been talking about the how. <laughs> I know we've been talking I, about the how. But it might it might seem like a lot of English for our listeners. And I just want to know, you know what? Tell me if it's a five point agenda. Let's yeah. let's know how we're going to get it done. So, we need to encourage. First of all, we need to encourage the reduction of plastic use. Right. Yeah. First mm-hmm. of all, we need to encourage the reduction. Part of what Nesria has done recently is to introduce what's called the EPR. The EPR seeks to ensure that companies that produce these plastics mm. right um take responsibility for it so How? it's called um it's called extended producer responsibility okay so yeah. they sign up to it mm. um so it goes beyond the production it goes to the end use what happens after it's used yes. so they now take responsibility to say okay in other countries they do it where you say take for example coca-cola produce millions of plastics every day right they now say okay 
for every plastic that you, you return. return, you get this. It's, you it's, get a, it's a reward system. It's a reward system. Mm. <clears throat> that would be nice. Give us points. You know, <laughs> every kind of every bottle return, you get like five points. When you have hundred points, come on, collect one. Exactly. Some countries have implemented that where if you buy, let's say, water or something, you come back and once you slot in the bottle back, you get some cash and some stipends for that. So that that kind of system encourages people to automatically either reuse or or um recycle or yes. you know that yes. system allows that to happen mm. the other part of it is that we also need to encourage um the production of plastic um of paper bags hmm. okay now that's yes. okay here, here is the here is the other part of this if you encourage the production of paper bags, it means you're also going to deplete the trees in the forest so we are using we are killing one bed Maybe we'll just go with problem. your style. we just take it on our hands and rock it like a baby. <laughs> you, you never can tell. But, but you see, that we're talking about packaging now. Mm. We're talking yes. about packaging. That's very different from everyday use. Single plastics, single plastic everyday use is one of the biggest problems. True. So if I leave my house with a bag, with a baco bag, yeah. right? I can buy everything I want to buy in that baco bag. Yes, it's possible. It's, it's possible. actually possible. Yeah, it's possible. Can. That's what I can do. That's what you can do. That's what the person listening can do, right? Yes. But when we talk about the large scale, it provides opportunities for innovation. It provides opportunities for businesses to rise because we are trying to deal with the matter. Now, when you say we are depleting the environment further, one of the greatest problems we have actually is the issue of deforestation, which yes. I yes. completely agree with. But we also need to plant trees. We don't think okay, see, that, that's see, an initiative you for see, people the pro- to we do cannot, that. We cannot completely say we are not going to ever cut down trees. We are going to. No, we are going to cut down trees. No, we have but, to. But the logic is that the logic is that as we cut down one tree, we, we should be ready dead. to plant ten. Ten. <laughs> All right, Mr. Promise, I would I would cut you short because we have to open the phone lines for our callers to be a part of the show. Zero nine zero. Five five six 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 nine nine or zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. Those are the numbers to call and also be a part of the conversation on our social media handles www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Joss and off Twitter at JFM Joss. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are yeah, you good calling morning, us from? Good morning, Nikis. Good morning, Good morning, Patrick. My name is Comrade Master Patrick Kokoro Club. I'm calling from Base Grand Center in Angulos. Right, you see, there ahead. is a between uh, this rain and uh, night. Because when it is thunder, it affects the equipment. That is why you see Nepal people taking like when there is rain. That's what I said. Now, the one thing we are talking about the plastic. If Nigerian government or people can establish what we call recycled industry here to gather this plastic and use it and produce tires, windows and other carpets like what they do in Uganda. Rwanda is also doing the same thing. This plastic, it's all up to five African countries are making use of their plastic. Mm. If we can establish an industry like that, all this plastic will not be a waste. All this issue of blocking sewage will not be. It's very, very quick. Everybody will rushing to pick all this plastic. Anyway, even the later people use. We are talking about pollution, pollution, air pollution, water pollution, name them, plastic pollution. Look, people use leather as kerosene. Uh, it is not healthy. If you want to use it, no problem. But the thing that you may like uh, matches and the things that are, stay away from that. 
It's mm. around there, you are hearing that carbon monoxide, it's affecting your lungs. Mm. You will not suffer it now, no. It takes up to four or five or six years. Yeah. You start having all this problem with your That are the causes of all some of these that people encounter. So even the, the cars, the vehicles we see, you mm. see them, if you smoke, people see that even if they are enjoying it, it is not healthy. It so is. that is why the plastic we are talking about, plastic is something wrong in this body. Because the way we misuse it is the problem. Then say, let us gather these things and make use of it to help us it will create a problem for Nigeria. Mm. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much, Mazi, for that contribution. 0905566699 or 0812187777. Hello, good morning. All right, do well to call us back and also www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Joss and off Twitter at JFM Joss. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Hello. Hello, uh, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Can you hear me? All right, do well to call us back. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Good morning. Good morning, Good morning. Comrade Bennett. Go ahead. Bless you, too. to call back the numbers to call 90 555 or 0812187777. Those are the numbers to call to be a part of the conversation this morning. And also www.facebook.com forward slash Jeff and Joss and off Twitter at Jeff and Joss. Hello, good morning. 
Hello, good morning. Hello. Good morning, welcome good to the morning. show. Good morning, welcome to the show. What's your name Hello. and where are you calling us from? I can hear you loud and clear. Hello, good morning. All right, do well to call us, Baz. The phone lines are still open for you to call in and make your contributions or questions. Ask your question. Hello. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Please, can you move away from your radio station? My name is Vera from All right, go ahead. You have 30 seconds, please. Well, it is just like what your guest in the studio said that yeah. we are good in taking policy, but we are not good in implementing the policy. Mm. We have a very sweet and nice laws. We are just that we don't respect the law. Even the people that put the law are the lawbreakers. Mm. So how would the common man now obey the law? Mm? It would be hard. But if the people that put the law obey the law, then this country will move forward. It's because they don't have that passion of governance. Whenever I don't have passion for something, you cannot do that thing so that it will work well for you. It will be hard and it will be impossible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't say that God will give us a leader that will want to move this, this country forward. Not, not villains that they call themselves. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much for your contribution. We'll move on to um, our social media platform to get comments there and then would have our guests react to some of that. Uh, All right, so on, on Facebook we have um, a few comments here on Facebook. Albert Akaya Dagza, just give me a few seconds to, to load this comment here on Facebook. It's quite interesting. Um, okay, let me read these comments first before I ask the last question for the day. Albert Akaya Dagza says um, the environmental pollution proceeds by plastic um, and other non-degradable materials on the environment is so because of lack of awareness and sensitization on how to properly manage this seeming waste that wealth can be made out of. Deliberate attempts must be made to sensitize the people on how to manage and make wealth out of plastics, which will in turn save our environment. Good morning. Good morning to you too. And Sunday, Moses Evi Evi says... It is a welcome development by our governor to declare state of emergency on environment and sanitation. We experienced waste and environmental sanitation on the plateau during Juna Jank administration. Okay, but the um, last government um, bastardized the whole process. Those are the comments we have on Facebook. And on Twitter this morning, Ayodili Agwabi Akata, Ayodili 55, he's saying, plastic found mostly in streams and littered over our environment can be curbed if the citizens can put them in polythene bags and the government should provide bean containers to empty them. And finally, there should be a machine to recycle this waste. And at Frank uh, underscore Oche saying, we really do not have proper waste management system in Nigeria and I think we should consider using paper bags more to plastic bags. Uh, Mr. Pramish, I, I hope you, I want you to react to some of those things and then. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited that um, people are responding um, this way because um, it's, it clearly shows that people are, at least a percentage of people are aware <laughs> and are informed about the problems, yes, right? Yes, um, I must say again and again that it is possible, but there must be a collaboration between the people, the citizens, and the government. Um, so someone asked me, so when you, when you, when you gather those things separately, mm. how do you finally dispose of them? Yes. It's still a problem, right? We don't because have good... We don't, exactly. We don't have frameworks. So when you ask PEPSA, take for example, what is the Plateau State Waste Management Framework? 
something that allows you to see um, how waste is generated and how it is finally disposed of from households Mm. or recycled you know Um, we don't have that and that is part of the problem until you see because we can't talk to people to separate their waste or to manage their waste properly if there are no systems that allows that to happen Mm. so I call on the government today um, that we must take the issues of waste management on the plateau seriously we need to create the, the, the frameworks, we need to create the systems that allows household waste to be um, either disposed of or to be recycled properly on the plateau. It is important. We have to do it. And I want to ask my final question. For the young person out there, is plastic with recycling, is it financially beneficial to them? And how can they make it so? Yes, it is. Um, and that's it still goes back to the same thing because you see it's a system it's a system it's a value chain waste management is a value chain and once you don't have um the right systems so take for example a lot of people have been collecting plastics yes aggregating plastics yes. and selling them to big companies that take them outside plateau state for recycling Cycling. right mm. but in recent times we've had a crisis because those those factories and those manufacturing companies are no longer collecting plastics. So you see a problem. Yes, yes. that's a big problem. And, and you know why? why? Because they are Chinese people. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, you see where we have a problem, right? Yeah. So if, take for example, we have a recycling plant in Plateau State, we know for sure that all plastics generated on the Plateau will definitely end up in the recycling okay. plant. And that means good business. True. Mm. So yes, it is possible. Um, but we must advocate. I believe very strongly that young people, um, older people must come together to advocate to our government to insist that a framework be set up that allows people to manage their waste properly. We want to thank you so much, Mr. Promise Salawo, for so being on the show. Me. Yes, this was Let's Talk on your Super Feel Good Radio Station, J101.9 FM. Come tomorrow, we'll be looking at government appointments, competence versus representation. You want to keep your dice locked on. The news comes up by 10 o'clock. Have a lovely morning. <laughs> one passenger, one passenger. Big auntie. Come on, tell my boss now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.